This is Donald Parham of the L.A. Chargers, and you're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part of the L.A. Football Network. Stay jiggy. Three, two, one. This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolfenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by UFC Fenton Temecula, Golden Road Brewery, Charger Bolt Family, Tick Pick, and Bet Online. If this is your first time tuning into the show, you could, of course, like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Apple, or Spotify podcast. Dan Wolkenstein. Well, hope you enjoyed Mandatory Minicamp because it's gone. We're done. <laughs> Now, now we don't get any football action for at least another month. We're back in the purgatory season that I absolutely hate. End of July. So all of those who are feeling football withdrawals and just want football to be back already, I hear your cries. I'm with you. But try to do something to keep yourself (laughs) occupied because if you just keep focusing on football over these next four weeks – you're going to lose your mind because the days are going to feel like years. 100%. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner, happy Friday Eve. I guess this will be Friday when this episode goes out. So happy weekend start for all of you and to you, Jake. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, sir. We both know that the NBA playoffs are currently uh, taking place right now. Mm-hmm. So obviously, especially from from the standpoint of Dan Wolkenstein, he wants to get back to watching it. But... <laughs> Time permits. Obviously, we still got to do the pod for the pod. Priorities in lie here with our Chargers fandom. Bull fan, we're here for you. We got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, we're going to get into all kinds of stuff. We got the Brandon Staley. We got the, the Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler press conferences. We got the Drew Tranquil episode that he just had with Brandon Staley, which if you have not had a chance to listen to, do epic. It. Drew and James contract status, and we had a certain safety that was just re-signed, which may have set the market for what Drew and James might get. And then just some overall key takeaways from minicamp. We'll kind of get into some Jalen Guyton stuff, some Stone Smart, Joe Reed, and then potentially maybe we know who our right tackle is going to be, and uh, some shots fired. Do we though? I mean, we'll find out. And then shots fired for RB2. Again, Jake said it. We're going to be dark until the end of July, so we're going to give you guys all that we can in terms of updates today. So, Jake, before we get into it, we have the Charge Leash voicemail, which has been going for a while. It's been dark. Haven't really used it for a while. Folks, so they can call into that, 323-374-5651. We have not used that line in ages. We have not. (laughs) What feels like it. It's been too long. It's been too long. Uh, We also have a new feature that I wanted to try out. Um, LAFB has a new... Uh, text feature. So for folks listening, viewing, if you text UNLEASHED to 31032, again, 31032 text UNLEASHED, you can then use that to give any questions, comments, topics you'd like for us to discuss on upcoming episodes. Text us and we'll go ahead and try to get it on an upcoming episode. Again, 323-374-5651 is the voicemail. 31032 is the text message put UNLEASHED. You're good to go. Jake, before we get into it, Let's pay the bills. I Let's wonder if people are putting money on game six. I mean, <laughs> hey, we had the pot earlier this week. We talked about bet online. Hopefully you did that. And then, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs that are 
that was berserk last Ooh. night. Anybody that was watching that overtime game, that was nutty. But uh, reminder to everybody that our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. File all of the latest news and sports developing, including this year's basketball championship. I mean, maybe not after tonight because it may be over by the way that the game's going currently right now. Uh, the NHL Stanley Cup uh, finals, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, the latest UFC news and even future uh, NFL future. Excuse me. I always mix those two words up whenever I'm reading these ads. Head on over to the website to use your mobile device to sign up to, uh, today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to get a, to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts. Dan, please take the viewers. These well, you made it through it, Jake. You made it through. Woo, okay. Wow. Let's talk chargers. So Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert, and Austin Eckler all had press conferences yesterday, and we heard some interesting tidbits. Uh, Austin Eckler kind of put out some uh, questions, some alarms, asking for somebody to take the RB2 spot. Uh, Justin Herbert kind of talked about what things are going to look like going into year two for him in this offense. Brandon Staley talked about some guys that impressed him. Jake, let's start with Brandon Staley. Um, he did talk about some guys that impressed him. I know he mentioned one of them was Jalen Guyton. Uh, yep. he mentioned a few other guys. What were some of the takeaways you had from a uh, one Brandon Staley? I mean, from what he has said, obviously things that we've not gotten a chance to view during the spring. Um, you know, he mentioned both Jalen Guyton and Nasir Adderley. He'll start with Jalen Guyton. He says that he's came, he's coming to camp, really impressed him through the, uh, mini camps that they had done earlier on in the season. He said, he's, he's good. He's, he looks in great shape right now. He's already been putting in extra work. Um, as we'll talk about here in a little bit, he had a great practice yesterday. Uh, two catches that he made that were absolutely aerobatic, one over the middle, one deep, one thrown deep from Chase Daniel that he leapt over the defender and caught. I think that was the one that they actually put out on their social media video. But, Dan, we've talked about Jalen Guyton uh, to some degree on this, and we even had mentioned it when we were talking about you know the six players that really, really thought were going into those make-or-break seasons, and he was one of them. And this is actually a big off-season slash regular season coming up for him because essentially what you're doing here is you're trying to figure out who's going to step up and be wide receiver three. So the immediate battle for Jalen Guyton is obviously with Josh Palmer and how is that going to carry out. And so really every single ounce of confidence that Jalen Guyton can get, every rep that he can go out there and participate in and make a good play on is good news for him. So to hear his name this early in camp, especially after the Chargers chose not to draft or bring in a free agent wide receiver mm -hmm. right there. That was already a huge vote of confidence that the coaching staff was showing in Guyton in Palmer. So they need to go out there now and they need to deliver. Yeah. Guyton, I think is one of those guys where I think every, everyone's kind of talking about Josh Palmer as wide receiver three, and he may very well be. And Josh Palmer has earned praise. We'll talk about in here a bit from Justin Herbert, but like Jalen Guyton is kind of showing out a bit here. Uh, so if he, I mean, Jake, if Jalen Guyton can show up, all of a sudden you got Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, along with Jalen Everett, Austin Eckler, and Isaiah Spiller, and Keenan, I mean, sky's the limit. Yes. Um, Nazir Adderley also showing out. And I think that's music to all of our ears. And I think if you think about it, Jake, like he has to. Because he's got a few guys like breathing down his neck. JT Woods, right there. You got Mark Webb, right there. 
Nazir Adderley, I believe it was him, Derwin James, and Asante, who all were together for training together offseason. Yes. Um, Nazir Adderley's putting in the work, and it looks like it's showing to the coach. Yeah, again, put, he put it. He put both him and Jalen Guyton in the same sentence just as far as talking about it, how in great shape they are. Mentally, they've been really tough. They said that they, he said that they both had quality springs and they've already started making plays in mandatory minicamp thus far. So it's a good step for him. And again, Dan, we talked about it. He was another guy that was part of that six on that list because his contract situation is coming up outside of what we're going to talk about with Derwin James here in a little bit. Um, and then, of course, when you see the investment that they put in JT Woods, it's and uh, we just had minicamp two or the mandatory camp just a couple days ago where Staley was lauding over the expectations for Mark Webb. So there's a lot of expectations for this safety group all of a sudden that you're seeing. Um, and so Nas going to have to go out there and deliver. And again, I thought he had a very, very quietly had a very solid season last year. I thought he played more physical. Obviously, he needs to do something with the hands because the hands just need to get fixed a little bit more when it comes to coming down with interceptions. Again, for a ball hawk type of guy that brought him to the dance in the first place, he needs to be retaining those uh, in the NFL as well. But again, any good start that he can have now by the time he hits the, the ground running in training camp is a good sign. I know we're talking about this in June. I know I feel like we need to we need to timestamp every single one of our sentences when we get done saying it. I get it. It's June. but any type of good signs that you can get from players at this level and where they are at on the depth chart, this is good. Yeah, and Brandon Staley talked about kind of the 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 new players getting acclimated with the with a the scheme with the old players. I don't mean old as an older, but I mean the current roster. Um, and he kind of talked about how the players are doing a good job. And I'm just going to read this quote here. I think the players who were on our team did an excellent job with the position groups of getting these guys up to speed as well. That's what we want to be. We want to be a player-driven program. When you have Derwin James helping J.C. Jackson, that relationship helps even more than his time with my with me. Our players did an excellent job of getting everybody up to speed. Same thing on offense. You bring in Gerald Everett, but when you have Justin Herbert helping him out or Keenan Allen helping him out, that growth, that acceleration happens better. So you're seeing guys kind of getting acclimated and being kind of brought under the wing very quickly. And Jake, I think all of us, first-round draft pick, Zion Johnson, uh, lots of excitement around him. And, the, you know, Staley talked about, like, you know, it, it's one thing to go all pro in your rookie season like you did with Rashawn Slater. But he mentioned he thinks that Zion's going to set his own standard of performance and is excited to see him in pads because that's what it is for any player, but particularly a lineman. He stepped in and fit right in. So Zion impressing already. Uh, anything else on Brandon Staley before we get into a one Justin Herbert? No, I think those were kind of his key takeaways. I know he was uh I know he was asked about Bryce Callahan as well, how he was going to fit into the secondary and um how calm he feels with him in there. Um I, I think that that was about it. Outside of talking about Justin, and he did touch a little bit on the the RB two situation, which I know was more pertinent from the com the the comments of Austin Eckler. But other than that, it was solid. It gave us a few tidbits, a couple of little nuggets as far as what to go into this purgatory part of the season with. But um, it was good. Good. Justin Herbert, Jake, is all of us when he says, oh I God. need football. Uh, Justin Herbert on the mic had a few things that were interesting. He talked about kind of himself and his love for the game. I think the great thing about football, this is Justin Herbert for me, is I need football. I love waking up and going to work, lifting, running, 
throwing and watching film. I think too much of time can kind of be a burden to me sometimes. So I always look forward to having stuff to do, whether that's watching film or us throwing or being out here for OTAs. I think that's kind of what I look forward to. Jake, is that not music to your ears? Every person's ears? My goodness. How can you not be romantic about football listening, <laughs> just listening to something like that? I love that tango. Um, I, we kind of forget a little bit, and I understand why he's so excited about this, not just for his own personal reasons about his love for football, but remember, last year, they didn't get a chance to do any of this as far That's as true. having you know, having that film, being able to watch it, um, being even at this part of training camp, because most of these things were done virtually last year. So I think he's just happy to get it back to some somewhat sense of normality. Um, again, even when he first came in the league, it was even worse during during that whole process in the offseason as far as what the regulations were. So really this year, when you think about it as far as the experience for him, it's the first season where an offseason has felt somewhat normal. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of excitement around Justin Herbert. But honestly, I think there's more excitement from Justin Herbert. And it's kind of it's kind of like childish in a good way that he just wants to play, man. Like, it's not about anything more than just like going out there and do what he loves. Uh, Jake, finally, Austin Eckler uh, had some things to say. Love it. Love <laughs> and it. He, he, let's just say he basically called everyone out and said, bring it. Uh, we've heard Austin Eckler in the past, even last season, talk about someone needing to set, step up, take the RB2 spot. Justin Jackson, uh, Joshua Kelly last year, Larry Roundtree didn't really do it, if we're being honest. This year, we got Isaiah Spiller in the house. we got some undrafted free agents that are now, in theory, should be vying for that RB2-3 spot. Uh, Austin Eckler wants them to take snaps from him. And as a veteran, to hear someone say that, and to basically call out your fellow running backs and say, come take my job or come take snaps from me. I don't want to just go out because I need a breather. I want to go out because you need to be in. Uh, you love to see it. You hope somebody takes them up on it. For about 30 seconds, Austin Eckler tapped into the nerve of the entire Chargers fan base, something that Chargers fans were clamoring for last year. For someone to step up to take some type of relief, albeit off an amazing season that Austin Eckler had, no, not taking anything away from from what he did in the production that he brought to this offense. But man, dude, someone give this poor guy a break. We've been looking for an RB two essentially now for the last two years. You draft Joshua Kelly, you draft Larry Roundtree. This year, you draft Isaiah Spiller. Somebody has to do it. And Dan, I love the quote so much so that I even tweeted it. And I tried to do obviously as much verbatim as I could do in, you know, I forget how many characters they do, characters, whatever. whatever the hell the characters <laughs> is in Twitter now. But here's this quote I want these guys to come challenge me. Let's go. Bring it. Come on. Come earn some reps. That's what I want it to be. And I hope that that's what their mindset is. I want you to come and earn because that's how it was for me. Yep. And I do. I will say he did call out Isaiah Spiller. He said that he does like the way uh, he is with the film. He does, he said that he is making mistakes, but as a rookie, that's what you want. But he likes the fact that he's very vocal and he thinks he's going to be a good addition to the team. And again, like if they don't, Austin Eckler is just going to be another like top three fantasy running back and go get another twenty touchdowns, fifteen hundred yards. Like no big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, no big deal. 
So, uh, Jake, that's it for the press conferences. I know we got a ton of stuff to go over today. Uh, again, next on the list, Drew Tranquil podcast. Again, for folks who have not had a chance to go listen to it, Drew Tranquil is an excellent interviewer. He put out his new uh, Drew Tranquil podcast, I believe it was last season. Uh, really insightful podcast. Uh, he's talked to Justin Herbert. And recently, he just had it. I think it went out uh, this morning, Jake. Drew Tranquil talked to a one Brandon Staley. Uh, I personally have not had a chance to listen to it, but I know you were clamoring to talk about it because it talks about our coach in a way that most people don't really get a chance to hear about him. So Jake, the floor is yours. So I still need to finish like the last like 10 minutes of it, but I, again, I've listened to a majority of it and think about, think about this is as like a fireside chat with a coach and just learning about him more personally obviously they talk about coaching they talk about the team but they go into more of his philosophy his history um his mindset and how he approaches the game so drew tranquil asked coach staley a question as far as just and this is how he put it and again this is one of those circumstances where i can't put the entire <laughs> response in one tweet because it was just um, it was flat out amazing but he basically said to him he's like is there ever any situations where that a player essentially changes like the way you thought. And he said, absolutely. He's like, I think it happened yesterday. And he mentions, he mentions a conversation with Khalil Mack and them talking about Leonard Floyd when they're going all the way back to their Chicago bears days. Mm. And he was basically saying to him and, you know, not in a detailed amount of context, but he's like, it's like, Hey, remember when you used to use, and he was referring to him as flow, but Leonard Floyd as, you know, in this package, essentially. And they would start talking. And then all of a sudden, Staley would say, like, you know, something just all of a sudden clicks to where it's it's a different type of approach to him to where he didn't notice things. And this is this was the quote that I took away from it that really emphasizes what he's trying to say. He's like, they, meaning the players, have the lens that you're that you're looking for as a coach. Ultimately, that's why you coach is for your players, not for anybody else. I've learned more from the players, I think, than any other coach that I've been part of a staff for. So he's, he takes in a lot of feedback from his players. And there's another quote that he eventually goes on to it that digs deeper into the type of coach that he wants to be. But I just thought that is, when was the last time you, I mean, we've all heard these terms of players coach. I was just going to, you took words out of my mouth. In terms of coaches for the Chargers, like we've never heard anything like that. I mean, I'm but, sure, I'm sure have some of them done that, you know, here and there, but to have the type of philosophy, the goal that Brandon Staley has, as far as, you know, outside of the X's and O's, he takes pride in earning respect from his players. He takes pride in getting to know them personally and making it a family. That's it, just a, that's another level of yeah. trust and respect. Yeah, I agree. And I, th and I think I don't want to use the term revolutionizing because I know like, you know, he came from McVeigh. There's a, a few people in this league that do this. But, you know, Brandon Staley, I feel like is a hybrid because, yes, he's a player's coach, but like he's also a coach's coach. Like coaches love him and around the league love him. So it's not just like like Anthony Lynn is a player's coach, but we saw how that went. Um and yes, he he wants to earn the respect from his players, but also everyone on the coaching staff. And I think the thing that 
helps drive that, Jake, is the fact that he works as hard or harder than everybody else. And you see that kind of trickle down throughout their coaching staff and the players is everyone is held accountable, including himself. So again, folks, go listen to the Drew Tranquil podcast with Brandon Staley. Uh, great episode. Uh, Jake, we'll talk about Derwin James contracts guys here in a second, but let's kind of just go through some quick kind of key takeaways from, from mini camp. Obviously, we talked about Jalen Guyton, who impressed. Josh Palmer also impressed some folks. Uh, we have an undrafted free agent who is getting crazy. Uh, Joe Reed, right tackle, RB2. Uh, so why don't we just start with, um, let's start with Josh Palmer. I know Justin Herbert called him out specifically. I think someone had a question about him in the press conference. Uh, Josh Palmer also impressing during minicamps. Uh, indeed. Indeed. So not only are you getting praise from... Um, or I'm sorry, I was all of a sudden I was confusing with Jalen Guyton. So yes, what what Herbert had to say as far as uh, Josh Palmer goes said he's been much more confident. He's a guy that came in really early last year and he picked up the offense pretty easily. But this year, it's a different Josh Palmer. He knows exactly what he's doing, and from there on, he basically went on to say multiple comments about how much he trusts him and vice versa. Josh, or, pa- vice versa. Sorry, <laughs> Josh, Josh Palmer. Honestly, like he. Of the, of, there's a ton of players who I think could have a big jump from last year to this year. Josh Palmer might be up there with the top of them uh, for jumps from his rookie year to second year. Uh, a lot of expectations for Josh Palmer this year. How many people out there know the name Stone Smart from Old Dominion? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Stone Smart, undrafted free agent, Old Dominion, uh, former quarterback. I think you and I had talked about him briefly on the undrafted free agent slash rookie class episode where we talked about everybody that was there. Uh, he's showing some flashes as tight end now for this team. I think Daniel Popper talked about him a bit on his latest takeaways. Uh, Joe Reed is also kind of showing some reemergence. Granted, it's going to take a lot for him to make the team still, but between Stone Smart and Joe Reed, which one of those do you think is more uh, salivating for Chargers fans? Some guy they have no idea who it is or the possibility of Joe Reed having a reemergence on his team? Well, by default, and not to say that we should be salivating over an undrafted free agent, especially as a tight end who would essentially come in as a tight end four, and we're talking about this in June, but by default, the interest seems to be in favor of Stone Smart in this circumstance, given the mountain that it seems that Joe Reed would have to climb (laughs) in order to get back in consideration in this wide receiver group, because now oh, there's a long way to go there's a long way to go for him just given the fact that last year was pretty much a redshirt year Didn't just to play. make the practice squad to be honest just to make the pre- just even to make the practice squad yes and you're talking about a former what, fifth round pick sixth i believe i thought it was a fifth round pick you might be right um but he's already apparently according to daniel popper he's back he's healthy um, he's been making 50, 50 contested catches already in mandatory minicamp. But again, you go back to that and you look at this wide receiver room and <laughs> Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Two, Palmer, Jalen Guyton, four. uh, why am I forgetting the Richard Carter? Thank you. Um, well, that's five. That's five already. So now you're telling me that he's now going to battle it out with, other 
guys that have been a part of this roster from that undrafted group, essentially, that are always still there battling it out for the fifth or the sixth wide receiver spot on top of other guys that you brought in. So essentially, does he have the best chance to win wide receiver six? I don't know. Maybe he does. Do you bring a, do you bring six receivers or do you That's just my point. You may not even bring six receivers. You may not it. even do it given the needs that you have elsewhere on your team. Um so who knows? Even if it is six that they end up retaining Dan. Uh, I don't I don't know if these next what two and a half months are going to be enough time for him to come back to that level of contributing. I agree. But Stone, but again, Stone Smart has balled out. I think he had some red zone activity. I think he's had some pretty good catches athletically. He Again, he's played quarterback in the past. He's played wide receiver, tight end. So he, he can kind of do it all. Um, I, he was one of the guys I had talked about standing out in my eyes early on. Uh, that's a possibility. So it's good to see him out there impressing. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you caught this. Right tackle. Everyone's talking about, you know, maybe it's Matt Filer, <laughs> maybe it's Trey Pipkins, and then wouldn't you know, Storm Norton's out there at right tackle with the ones. How are we feeling about this? Is it anything? Big oh deal, God. no deal, little deal? Look, to us right now, it should be no deal, but there's there's the, the shark tank out there, okay? The shark tank that hangs on every word of Chargers news that's put out there. We're in June. <laughs> We're in June for crying out loud. And now I get it. I understand wholeheartedly the Chargers did not go out and draft a right tackle. I know that when you hear this type of news of it not even being Matt Filer in that spot right now, that that's to some people egregious. It's what are they thinking putting Storm Norton back in that position after what happened Shame. last year? Shame. We're in. June for crying out loud. Okay. R E L A X. Exactly. Just take a deep breath. Matt Filer remained at left guard. Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Corey Lindsley at center. And I believe it was Zion that they put in at right guard, if I'm if I remember that correctly, for the for the first team offense. Um I can't remember off the top of my head, my head but it may have gone just like that for the starting offensive line. So calm down. <laughs> Just I I want to see down. every single possible offensive line make mix up shape up we can get. Like honestly, I want everyone to play every position and see what everyone does. Like we we have that luxury of having a pretty deep offensive line group especially on the interior and we have a bunch of guys who could possibly play right tackle along with possible free agents. So like Trey Pipkins did end up rotating with Storm Norton later on throughout practice. If that means anything to anybody. I want Hymas out there at right tackle. I want Justin Herbert playing right. No, I don't know. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I, want, I, want, like, I want as many people as possible. Like I want that to be something where like if something goes wrong, someone else can step in pretty quickly. And I so- just want to remind everybody that it's June again. <laughs> What, what Again, month? it's what June. Month? What month is it? It's June. Oh, it's June. It's June. Okay, fine. It's June. Um, so I guess since it's June, Jake, 
Uh, I want to remind everybody that you can actually go onto LAFB.com. I think it's LAFBnetwork.com, excuse me. And you can use the promo code UNLEASHED. You get yourself 25% off any of the swag we have on the st- on the site. Fourth and Staley, you got your rally towels. You got the I'm not bleeping tired Joey Bosa up there. Uh, you got the hats. You name it. Again, use the code UNLEASHED. Get 25% off and uh, get some swag on for the regular season. Jake. Moving on, again, we talked about this being a rapid-fire episode. Derwin James may have noticed a certain someone get paid quite a bit of money over in Pittsburgh. And a Juan Minka Fitzpatrick now, I believe, reset the standard for safeties before Derwin James got a chance to get his contract done. So in my eyes, I think this is probably good news for Derwin James' pocketbook, bad news for Tom Telesco's and the Chargers, but kind of gets the ball rolling in terms of what we could expect for the Chargers and the Derwin James contract. So I guess the question to you, how much do we think a Derwin James contract is going to be around? And when do you think it could happen? Before or after training camp I mean, I mean, look, the, the expectations, the reports that have already been put out, um, were stating that they were the the hope was that it would get done before the regular season. Okay. Before regular season. Before the before the regular season begins. That was the reports that came out. Okay. And literally the very next day, of course, after we do this show, we're talking about these and feeling really optimistic. And trust me, I think it should happen. And when you look at them what happened with Minka Fitzpatrick yesterday, this is just a precursor to a lot of other guys in the secondary that are waiting to get paid. So the bar has now been set. So guys like Jesse Bates, guys like Derwin James, they're waiting for their paydays. We would really like to see Derwin James be the next name off this list so you do not have to contend with any numbers. But Minka Fitzpatrick signed a four-year contract extension, $73.6 million with $36 million guaranteed. $18.4 million per year. $18.4. Back last January, I saw this from Popper because these were his original numbers that he had Derwin coming in. I think it was around $17.4 or $17.6 per year. And this was last January. This was this past January. Jamal that, Adams just got 17.5, so I think he was trying to beat that. Yes. So it was right around that. Now, it's hard for us to really predict the number. Do I think that ultimately when he gets signed, do I think it's going to be higher than this? Yes. Do I think it could also be in the same neighborhood as this? Yes. And the reason that I do say that is because how much are the Chargers going to take into account the injured years of Derwin James, because when you look at Minka Fitzpatrick <sighs> over his career, the one thing that he has been, especially since he's gotten traded to Pittsburgh, is he's played a considerable amount of games. He's played definitely a more considerable amount of snaps than Derwin is. Now, is Minka Fitzpatrick the same type of safety as Derwin James? And no. <laughs> no, great player. Don't get me great wrong. Player. Great but player. as far as how you utilize Derwin James, this is where the value in terms of price tag comes up. So it's it's what 18 18.4 that is, yep. is what it is right now for Minka. Yeah, you could I mean, there's people out there that are putting numbers out to say 19 or 20 million for Derwin James. And honestly, if we're t- if we're really going to nitpick over 
it's a blank check. A half million or a million and a half in a year in, in that type of circumstance? No. And would you be mad at it? No. Why the, would you? The one thing that I could see happening is Tom Telesco pulling rat out of his hat. It might not eclipse what Minka Fitzpatrick did in terms of AAV, but I could see him doing something where he gives him a little more guaranteed, where he gives him kind of that safety net and allows him to, because again, like people always wonder about the injury concerns, but if you can help improve and increase the kind of insured money you're going to get, that might end up kind of helping out. Also, I know this is a stupid take, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like, I genuinely think that Derwin is kind of a Chargers lifer. He just has that vibe to me. And so, not that he's going to do what Tom Brady did, where he took pennies, but, like, I could see him doing a, I want a damn good team. And if I take more money, we're not going to have as good of players. So, maybe if I can cut a little bit off here, and you guys promise me to go out and get crazy and get aggressive. Like, I could see both him and Justin kind of having that same mentality. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's not a stupid comment, Dan. It may be a low-hanging fruit comment, just because we've heard about this extension going all the way back to like you know the early part of regular season this this last year, and now of course hearing about the reports earlier this week, and then hearing the way that Coach Staley just gushes about how valuable Derwin James is to this team, and then even to hear Derwin talk about it, just like he doesn't have a care about it. You know, he's just like. It'll get done when it gets done. So he's not really worrying about it. Isn't so, there a Texas term like shit'll buff out? Have you heard that term? I haven't heard that term. <laughs> I think there's a term for folks in Texas. Let me know. I think it's called shit'll buff out, which means like it'll work itself out. It's fine. There you go. But <laughs> I think it's because of that, as opposed to other players that the that we've had in the past for contract holdout situations, been completely different. So the Chargers really haven't, and more importantly, their fan base hasn't really had to worry about it. The only thing you really have to worry about it now is now you're on the clock. The bar has been set. The numbers have been laid down and you've got other people that are waiting other than Derwin James. So you just don't want it to get into that numbers battle. Good thing is when Tom Telesco, if you look at the free agents that he's brought in just in this year alone, those contracts have looked pretty damn good. I I think the, the one question and I know I'm the optimist, but I'm just going to put on the devil's advocate hat. No shit. Really? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. No, not yet. Not yet. Hold on. (laughs) Do you have, what percentage or what level of concern do you have with a massive Derwin contract given the quote unquote injury history? Yeah. I mean, that, that is, that's a risk that you take, you know, and even still, but like, is, it, is, now, it, is it a risk? Like, do you see that as being like, oh, it's a, it's a risk? I mean, I think kind of what you were saying, Dan. It's, it also kind of depends on how the contract's structured. You really can't fully assess that until you see how everything is really laid out. And I'm not talking just at face value when someone comes out, breaking news, announces a five-year contract for X amount. Look into it year by year. Let's just say he has the exact same contract as Mika. Like, would yeah. you, would you say, like, would you be like, uh, I just hope it all works or like, are like, is there any ounce of you that's going to be like having any sort of reservation or is it like, no, like, I don't give a shit. Like it's Derwin James. I mean, it's, it's less reservation than 
then I don't give a shit. It's more I don't give a shit because <laughs> anybody who's watched this team understands how valuable he is. It's it's hard to ignore a little bit of the injuries that he has gone through. Again, even what we just found out, the man had a torn labrum in week three and still ended up playing a majority of the season. And <laughs> made it to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> still made it to the Pro Bowl, had offseason surgery, and he's ready to go. I get it. But you want to get back to that 2018 version of Derwin. Um, and again, for the aspects of him being injured, especially last year, you need other guys to assist him in moving around that you can't just depend on him to be that guy because the Chargers, obviously, based on their third down defense, they couldn't cover anything. And it was damn sure wasn't Derwin James' fault. I'll give you that much. So it's it's how the Chargers have clearly said that they're going to invest in this defense, more importantly, invest in Derwin James to utilize him as the chess piece, as we've said on this last show, get him closer to the line of scrimmage, have him cover the tight ends, move him around, get him out of the strong safety spot. As good as he is in that spot, we want to get him out of it so we can bring the defense with so many different looks. Man, I can't wait to see Durant on the field again, which we had the exact same feeling last year when he's come back from an injury. Can't wait to see him on the field. Like now with all these other pieces that we've added, like can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, Jake, we've had a ton of stuff going on. We, we already had the Zion Johnson event. We had the giveaway that went out for that one. I believe they actually received their helmet today. Uh, we have the Donald Parham giveaway going on as we speak. Uh, so if folks have not had a chance to go look at that, go on to Twitter. I believe all the rules are on there, but it's basically follow, subscribe, uh, and you'll be entered to win a Donald Parham. I said his name correctly, Jake. Donald Parham <laughs> signed mini helmet. Take that, grammar police. <laughs> uh, we have some other fun things in store. Uh, wink, wink, possibly another giveaway or two by some pretty high-profile players that may or may not be signing some stuff for us that we can give to you guys. Uh, Jake, anything else? We want to tell the great friends of Los Angeles Chargers Nation before we head out of here for the weekend. Uh, well, Dan, we better be coming up with some good stuff over the next month because everybody's disappearing. <laughs> all the all the players are going, you know, Herbert's going back to Eugene. I know Trey Pipkins is going back with Sean Slater uh, to Texas to train with Duke, <laughs> Duke Mannyweather. The players aren't coming back for Tillery's probably going to Hawaii. He loves and, Hawaii. And we got to figure something out. So I think we will. I think we got a pretty good <laughs> slate of things coming up over the next four weeks uh, to get us through this purgatory part of the season. 100%. All right, guys. So for Jake Hefner, again, you can find him at Jake T. Hefner, myself at Chargers Homer. Uh, again, for folks who did not hear it at the top, you can go ahead and text 31032. And you can text the, the name Unleashed, and you can put any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, and we'll go ahead and do that. Or you can leave a voice about the Chargers on each hotline. But until then, you can find us, like, subscribe, anywhere you find on social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere else. I think you're a Spotify person as well, Jake. So uh, I think it's time we get into the weekend, Chargers fans. Let's enjoy this. It's going to be dark for a bit, but we're going to try to shed some light and have some fun here in the next month and a half before we get crazy with training camp starting. Until next time, Charge Unleashed. We out. Have a great weekend.